And welcome to the Free Your Geek podcast. I am your host, Jay Free. And as for those watching the video and not listening to the audio version of the show, we have a stacked, stacked podcast slash show tonight. Um, Let me first and foremost introduce the original co-host. He goes by the name of KB. He's to my left on the video. One ring to rule them all. This is wrong show, brother. Wrong show. Wrong show. show. Um, I should make you hold this mic. (laughs) Uh, And then we have the second illustrious co-host, known as the People's Geek, the Don. You know nothing, KB. Ooh, that's good. You just know nothing. That's good. See, this is good. Now, uh, Don, why don't you introduce our two guests? We they they each have their own code names. One may look familiar to you because we've seen him before. To my left, immediately is the lumberjack, aka Relic's blood, aka Elder Relic. My boy Corey Caliph in the house. What's going on? You can stick with Lumberjack. The Lumberjack. <laughs> and to the far left, the newcomer, <laughs> the bad boy, the Knight Rider. Chris Knight, welcome to um, the Free Your Pleasure Geek to be podcast. here. Pleasure to be and here. Knight, Knight Rider, um, you are, since you are the newest guest of the show, we gave you the most comfortable seat of the ones that <laughs> we have. It's a little low, but you know. It's a little low, <laughs> but that's okay because, you know, the Knight Rider is going to kind of slide yep. on in and be low to the ground. Um, so <laughs> what are we true. talking about today, boys? What are we talking about? We're talking about seven kingdoms being one. That's very true. We're talking about a, a battle for an iron throne, if Ooh. you will. Um, you know, we each have our own favorite houses. We ha- it looks like we have uh, some Targaryens here. We have some Starks. We have some Lannisters. Um, Tyrells, maybe? I don't know. Uh, yeah, we're not Tyrell fans. <laughs> the house without a flag. Yeah. True, true. Um, all right, so we're going to be discussing... Um, it's so weird holding this microphone. It's going to be so weird. Um, we're going to be discussing seasons one through three of Game of Thrones. So if you haven't seen them yet, first of all, what's wrong with you? Second of all, spoilers, obviously. Um, so we're going to be talking about just some of our favorite moments. And, you know, we can go season by season if you want. Um, and if anybody wants to chime in, feel free. Um, people watching the video on Facebook Live, if you have any comments, you want to throw some comments in, I'll be uh, watching on my phone, too. I'm going to pull it up here. But... Um, Let's just let's just start with season one, gentlemen. Uh, what do, what do we think? Uh, first of all, we're introduced to basically the Starks, who we think are essentially the protagonists of the story. They're the ones that we're mainly focused on, uh, at least at the beginning. And then as the season progresses, we have a couple other houses. Yes. Let's let's speak on the fact that I love it. Go. Um, the show opens up without a single main character. Mm-hmm. When we first come into the world of Westeros beyond the wall. I mean, we're, we're seeing, like, random rangers going on one of their expeditions, and then they, you know, they bump into a tribe of slaughtered, just, like, you know, decimated uh, wildlings, and then we see one of them turn. So, I mean, we already get the sense of, you know, like, the zombie feel. Like, that was, uh, like, our only glimpse of, like, the horrors to come in this show because they didn't touch on that for the rest, no, the rest of, of season, season one. one. Nope. Yeah. So, I mean, I loved how they did that. I think that that little <coughs> scene was enough to make me say, I'm 100% going to keep watching this show. Oh, yeah. 
There was um, some Blair Witch then, stuff going on right there. Yeah, right? <laughs> that was crazy. It, it that, sets the stage for the end game, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And um and then like like you're saying, Jay Free, like then we get the Starks. And you know, it, they bombard us with so much um so much character development, mm-hmm. so much stuff like that, like in a <coughs> short amount of time, and then before you know it, the king's there. You yep. know what I mean? And like we're seeing like how twisted, like, you know, s- specifically the Lannisters are from the beginning. <coughs> we know that there's all sorts of weird stuff going on, but we can't really put our finger on it like right in the, the beginning. The, the, the show is good at having so many characters and so many different stories and moving it quickly. Yeah. Like nothing ever feels like it drags in this show. And I think that's one of the good things. Even the scenes that are kind of dull to me that would seem dull don't drag like the story is still interesting behind it oh, um so yeah, it sucks you right in yeah yeah, yeah. it's just and and I, I understand why and i'm not trying to be a downer but i understand why some people can't get into it because like if you can't follow all these stories or keep track of them all in your head it does get tough because you know there's a lot of we, we see characters that. that you'll see for a brief few yeah. moments and they have a bigger part to play two three seasons down the line yeah absolutely um and it's kind of like to your point, KB. You have to remember that. Yeah. You have to remember what's been going on. Um, but I want to take apart. Uh, you know, we see the Starks, and we're introduced to essentially all of the main Stark clan. Now, of all the Stark clan that you're introduced to in the first, you know, say 10, 15 minutes of the season one episode, I'll go. I'll go to our two guests here. Any particular character that you liked right off the bat? Uh, I liked Arya right off the bat. I, I honestly, I like Edda um, Stark. Sean Bean, yeah, and, and, and Macy Williams. So, uh, Arya, I mean... Yeah, you could just tell she was just like a tomboy. She was just like a soldier. That scene, her and Sansa yeah. are sewing and making, because that's what oh, yeah. ladies are supposed yeah. to do. And <laughs> yep. then she sees her brother trying to shoot a bow and arrow, and she ends up hitting a bullseye. You could tell right off the back that that yeah. was going somewhere else. Yeah. And it was refreshing to see that, mm-hmm. that that story was coming. So yeah. And then, Ned, you want to talk about, you know... I Dude, just, just the patriarch of the house, the head of, yeah, head of you know, like strong character, and he just, uh, I, I don't know, it's, they developed him so well as like it seemed like he was going to be like a, um, like a main character that kind of hung in there. And I did it, not it, expect yeah. it to no. the way it did, you know. Oh, and and I think he's the only character that, he, to this day, I still feel like really was standing by his convictions the whole way through. Yeah. I don't think I feel like that with anybody else. I disagree yeah. with that. I well, disagree with well, that. Well, maybe, maybe there's some people, but not to, not to his degree. Not, not to yeah. his degree. So it's, it was overall just like, th- this is the, the first family you're introduced to, so you, you're automatically emotionally invested in them. Uh, you know, they go and he has to carry out the execution of uh, one of the Night's Watch men, right, who the, the scene opened with. Yep, duty. You know what I mean? Showing that yep. he's all and about... And he brings all his son, and he brings one of his youngest sons, not the youngest. He brings Bran. Bran, and, and yep. the, the, uh, his bastard son, Jon Snow, and uh, Rob both tell him, don't look, father's going to want you to watch because you, you have to learn this. This is your house. This is the honor and code that we are putting forth here. Yes. Um, and I think that's just a really, really cool scene. But along the way, another little plot development, they find direwolves. Uh, I want to jump That was on interesting. This. Go for it. <laughs> so now a beautiful thing about Game of Thrones is symbolism and foreshadowing. So we look at that scene and we're like, oh, wow, he found some direwolf pups here, you know, you know, and yep. it's cute. The family is, you know, their, their sigil is a direwolf. We're going to keep these pups, you know, this and that. But fake. realistically, if you think about it, yeah. we saw, um, they call it a stag, you know what I mean? That we saw the stag killed and the direwolf killed and these pups left alone to, you know, 
to I don't know survive by any means necessary, um, which is good. I mean, it's foreshadowing, like you know, Baratheon, the stag, Starks, the direwolf. Mm-hmm. You know, both heads. You know what I mean? Like we have the mother of each dead, and these pups left to you know uh, fend for themselves or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just I, I like that setup. You and, know? and and there being no pups left, and that's yeah. when Jon Snow finds Ghost. Ghost. And, and that's it's it's just so you know like you say it's all about the symbolism of this stuff and yeah yeah and so he was the runt of the litter you runt know, of the litter there's a lot of things yep. that, that you're absolutely right <coughs> and then so we're introduced to the uh, the Lannisters and the Baratheons <laughs> yeah um so oh my god so watching I, I I'm bringing myself back to those like first experiences mm. with Game of Thrones um. I mean, when you first see Cersei, she's, like, phenomenal. She's, mm. like, I, I'm looking at, I don't even find uh, Lena Headley or whatever her name is, like, that, you know, attractive. But, I mean, as Cersei Lannister, Lena when Hedy, she yeah. first walks out mm-hmm. of the carriage, I'm, like, wow. Like, that's the queen. There's, like, the golden mm. hair, her beautiful golden gown, and she, you know, comes Swag. Out. Yeah, the <laughs> swag. <laughs> swag. The swag of a queen. <laughs> she's, r- she's rolling. <laughs> You can put spinners on that carriage. <laughs> oh, she's just, um, she's snooty. You know, yeah. like you can see what a northern woman is like. And, mm. and, and Catelyn, who's not even, we all know she's not a true northerner. She's a Tully, but yep. still, like, she has changed into the northern she's, women. She's embraced it almost. Yeah. You get to see the, yeah. the cultural difference in the, the, all about the duty difference that family. through the women. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, um, one's duty, one's vanity. Yeah. I mean, you, you, yeah. you see, and then you, you see someone like, I remember like watching that first episode. I'm like, well, Jamie Lance is my favorite character until the episode comes to an end. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, look, there's like, there's the hero, golden armor and yeah. golden hair and the sword. And, <laughs> and then you're like, you're like, he's so dreamy. Like, <laughs> I can't believe it. Like, I'm right. a man, but he's dreamy. That's it. Man Crush Monday. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he's like the I can't believe it's not butter guy. No, no. I no, what's the um, what's the what's the guy from um Shrek the uh oh. the dreaming Prince Charming and Shrek. <laughs> it's he's charming. Just like, yeah. <laughs> but no, um, I mean like you you get a dose of like almost every main character at that point when those first few episodes. At first, I thought he was Jefferson from Married with Children. That's what I thought. <laughs> that's what I thought the actor was like. What? I was like, wait, that's not him. Oh, <laughs> Marcy Darcy's husband, yeah. <laughs> he had the same hair, you know, that's just, it. you know. Oh, man. So, um, you know, I, I, when you were asking them about their, like, favorite main characters, there's a there's a character on this show. I wasn't asking you, just to clarify, I want to say their favorite the star. Star. Because we're going to get more of yeah, yeah, yeah. Toward <laughs> the end, our favorite characters from seasons favorite one through three. Okay, so we didn't even say our favorite No, no, stars. we didn't even get into the oh, stars. Well, I'm trying to be nice to yeah. our guests. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's fine. No, Speaking that's fine. of, before we get into I yours. Mis- I misread that then, because I went straight to the, the <laughs> well, that's character. Fine. That's fine. We're good. We're good. Well, I just want to give a quick shout out to people that are watching. Aaron Ferreira, John Levine. I know Beth has already shared this. Thank you, Beth. Uh, Chris Knight, <laughs> uh, who's no first first time guest, first time guest, Knight Rider. Uh, my buddy Brandon and my buddy Jake are on, so thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for sharing. Um, I want to give a quick shout out for those that are fans of Game of Thrones. Uh, we're running a contest. Um, anyone that shares this video, 
uh, is automatically entered to win unless you're a guest. Some rules and restrictions may apply. I'll wave it for you guys if you guys want to do it. But <laughs> basically, I'm putting together a package, uh, some Wonder Woman comic books, uh, some Spider-Man Homecoming pops, a piece of Game of Thrones that I picked up from Newberry Comics, a T-shirt for the Free Your Geek podcast. You see the logo behind these gentlemen over here. Um, so we're putting together a prize pack. I'm going to pick one name out of every share for the month of June. So we have four videos. This is the third video. And anyone that shares it is going to automatically be entered to win. Secondly, and I should have mentioned this off the top of our head, for those watching the video, we are sponsored today by Pachico's Furniture, located 663 Bedford Street, Fall River, Massachusetts. Um, check them out. If, you need, if you're looking to move, they have a moving experience. They also have a huge 50% off sale going on now. So check them out. Thank you, Pachico's Furniture. Thank you for our fans and viewers and everyone sharing this and joining us and commenting. Please feel free to join. Add your two cents if you want to as well in the Facebook live video comments. And now saying that, that was a mouthful. Going back to KB and the Don, your favorite start characters right off the bat. Go. Um, now that I've experienced as much of Game of Thrones as I have, um, I'm, I can say that one of the most interesting um, Stark household members is old <coughs> Nan. Like to hear the stories that old Nan tells in that you know second episode, third mm -hmm. episode, you're like, huh, yeah, right. Giants and monstrous spiders and this and that. <laughs> she describes everything that we get later on that we were mm -hmm. like, oh, those are kids' stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that lady is literally sitting there saying like, hey, this is what I saw growing up. Like, you, you think, like, you've seen winter before? No, you've seen, like, two days of cold weather. Like, the long winter's coming. This is what the long winter brings. Then you'll be scared. Old Nan's awesome. Good character, good character. And, and that, to that point, that's, you know, it's, it's kind of, like, based on the times that it's in. The older folk, the elderly people, they're the ones that have the knowledge, the yeah. experience. You know, just the, the, the whole life experience, their stories. It's, you know, again, you, you kind of regard them as, like, fantasy and tales and whatnot but yeah. you come to find out later on this reality, is yeah. pretty damn true kb um i'm doing it solely based on seasons one two one through three yeah um because i rob stark rob i i just i yeah i i just feel like where he was going and he was just winning so many battles and he was outsmarting Ty uh tyron lannister like all the time yeah and in in capturing you know in capturing jamie lannister and the the way he dealt with things of like when his mother betrays betrays him of letting Jamie go <laughs> yeah. and and you know I mean it would have been you know it could have been off with her head <laughs> or it could have been just let her go and he found a nice middle ground to be like yeah she's my prisoner put her away yeah, but kind of you know what I mean so I think he was he, he was so good at navigating situations and you know unfortunately the red wedding just caught him off guard. Oh, we'll be getting but, to the red wedding. But before wedding. the red let's, wedding, let's, let's, let's not, not get to the red wedding on, but I'm just saying, but, <laughs> but before that point, it seemed like he was almost unstoppable, <laughs> you know? Uh, even when things got bad, when, you know, he, he, he was kind of losing support and stuff, it looked like everything was going to turn around, you know? Um, it, the thing with Walter Frey, you know, that unfortunately was a mistake. But other than that, it was just like... You know what? He was so passionate about what he was doing. I, I gotta be honest, his mistake was not that Walter Frey thing. His mistake was trying to be too much like his father. You think so? Like he yeah. tried to like do the right thing. Like, hey, um, somebody in my camp happened to kill one of my enemy's nephews who I had prisoner. Yep. Hey, 
You're still my partner. I still need your army. You're my cousin. You know what I mean? Like the Costocks and Stocks are, are their, their, kid, yeah. their family. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for him to break his own army like that, to keep that honor code that Ned has instilled in him yeah. was a bunch of BS. Um, but again, Beth knows I say this all the time. I wish this would have happened, but then I wouldn't have the show that I love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... But um, I, I want to get back to the the even just the first episode or, or the yeah. first few episodes, um, because we we are also introduced to Daenerys, and uh, her you know that <laughs> oh, whole the Dothraki, uh, um, yep. which is and also her and her brother was so annoying. Viserys, Viserys. Yeah. yes. Oh. Uh, we get so we're gonna go through. I'm gonna, in a little bit. We're gonna go through our favorite moments from each each uh, season, and I have I've written a couple down that I really really like. Um, but the other family, as I mentioned, the the Baratheons, the Lannisters, we we almost forgot about Tyrion. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> how can you forget about Tyrion? I, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I try to stay away from that because I mean, we could go on. Like literally, we could probably sit here for like three hours talking we about could be here how tomorrow. incredible Tyrion is as a character from the beginning, his character development. Like even in three seasons, who Tyrion became was incredible. Amazing. So um, he's gonna have like the most like street smart. I, I just think, like, I just love Tyrion's way with Joffrey. Yeah, it's like yeah, everybody <laughs> else might put up with your crap, but we I am not. Well, before, <laughs> and we'll we'll talk about <laughs> Joffrey too in a little bit. But I want to just reach out to you guys, not to get too ahead of ourselves. But there's a rumor we we've we've up to the last season we've known some other things, some other theories, fan theories have been proven to be true, such as certain lineages and parentage. R plus of, L. Right, R plus L. So we've also there's also a rumor which they talk about uh, the three headed dragon right and so there's a there's a scene which again I don't know if I am reading too much into it but um, Jon Snow and Tyrion are talking and he keeps calling Tyrion keeps calling Jon Snow a bastard and Jon turns to him and says what would you know about being a bastard and I'm wondering if that if the rumors are being true with the three headed dragon. Um, Maybe there's something there with him saying that to John saying that to Tyrion. That's all what, I'm going to say. That what you just said, that whole scene between um, John and Tyrion is incredible because even if it wasn't that, even if it's like what, like basically, he, you're right. He said, "What do you know about being a bastard?" And Tyrion just shuts him down. What do I know about being a bastard? I'm Look a at dwarf. Me. <laughs> <laughs> born to the richest family. Like, if I was born to some poor person, best believe they'd throw me over the cliff and I'd be dead. Like, he tells John, like, don't, you know, like, own it yourself. And no one can yep. ever use it against you. You know what I mean? Use that, that bastard title as your armor and see yep. where it gets other people trying to get in your face and tell you you're a bastard. Yeah, I know I am. And what are you? I'll Lord just, Snow. I'll oh just, my God, I'll just say this. Next <laughs> week, uh, we're going to have another Full House next week when we talk about seasons four through six. Yeah, in fact, Lindsay is uh, commenting. Lindsay, things, Lindsay yeah. did comment, um, so she's going to be on next week. But I have a, uh, a shirt that I was going to wear next week saying, I, uh, I drink and I know things. I drink and I know things. <laughs> so Shout out that to is a great uh, line. That is one of <laughs> the best lines in that show. That just showed, like, something simple as that, like, come on. I, I guarantee, like, you could be at a house party and, like, there's, like, that one game of Thrones you, where it's like, hey, I drink and I know things. And everybody would be like, you're the coolest person in the yeah. room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. From a, from a geek ass, you know, yeah. point of view, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think even a bunch of drunken people would be like, that is the most intelligent thing I've I ever heard. heard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I guarantee you could stand up in a pub and just yell, 
King of the North! <laughs> and everybody would start chanting King of the North. <laughs> okay, so we're going to have to try that yeah, sometime. Yeah, I know. You can, you can need a charge. Challenge accepted. Um, okay, so... Pass it on the air. You guys probably want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Right. Um, I want to reach out to our two guests. Just overall thoughts of the other families um, that we meet in the, you know, at least the first few episodes of season one before we continue mm. on. Um, I like, I didn't really like the, uh, the Lannises right off the bat. I didn't like him at all. I could just um, let me see the other families. Did we get the Tyrell? The Tyrells come in. You, know? you get Tyrells. I want to say, like off the rip, we get uh, we get Lannisters, we get Starks, we get Baratheons, mm. we get um, Targaryens, Targaryen. we get the Blacks. Yeah. But, um, one of my favorite families, actually, really small, the Cleganes. Is I, I like the the, the backstories the how they yeah. came to be. That's the a, Hound. They're an interesting story. The yeah. That bunch. Uh, there is. This stuff on YouTube. I watched. Oh, Tyrells. Yes, we do. I'm Tyrells. Sorry. Yeah. Where, where, where were the Tyrells in season one? That was um, the boy, the the Lord of Night yep. of Flowers. Yep. I yep. Think of his yep. Name. Uh, Loris. Loris. Yeah. Loris. 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 Yeah. Um, uh, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Iron Fist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Danny Rand. Danny Rand. Lumberjack. How about how about you, man? Uh, any uh, particular family <laughs> that you like, didn't like, right off the bat? Um, honestly, um, I'm actually trying to remember the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first season. Um, that is Tyrell. That's the Tyrell was. Um, I don't know. So we can we can all agree <laughs> though that Joffrey was a prick right off. The oh line. yeah, Definitely. right off the prick. <laughs> uh, I I remember the, like the the scene. I forget which episode it was where they're. So obviously we're not going to say everything that happens, but Ned and and the girls end up going to King's Landing, and um, so Ned can be the hand of the king. Hand of the king and uh, Joffrey, well. Jon Snow gives Needle a sword to Arya, and Arya gets in a little scuffle. I can't think of the, the boy's name. The Butcher's Boy. The Butcher's Boy, yep. and uh, Joffrey tries to come to her defense <laughs> and ends up being a total jackass. Yep. And uh, her dire wolf attacks Joffrey, yep. and then Arya sends it away so it can't be killed, and they end up killing yep. Sansa's, right? Sansa's instead. They, they kill Lady, and Nymeria gets away. No, I'm just uh, um, just had a question though um, for Joffrey. Like, with his character development, did he start off always? Did you know like right off the bat that he was gonna be the way he was? Cause I, he really. I, I like, think so. I felt that way. I think he was pompous. I didn't think how bad he could be. Cause he like turned out to be like evil. Like, uh, this, other, just, other than I, I there was something he, in his cut, eyes when he cut the butcher the boy's face. Yeah, like, just see the blood. You could just mm -hmm. see the look in his eyes. Yeah, like, that, that's what it was. Great acting. That, yeah, that's what it was. Because I hated. Because I'm like, this this kid's gonna be just yeah. vile and disgusting. I mean, but I wasn't anticipating what happened to him either. Not to go too far I, down the road. Right, and I, I don't think he was the most vile character. And I think we'll touch upon that next week <laughs> on who the most vile character in. Uh, Game of Thrones. Well, yes. okay, Speaking but out of, of seasons one through three, yeah, is he the most vile character? No. Oh, Don's no. got a Don's point. Got go, opinion. go, Don. No, the most vile, vile character in seasons one through three is Littlefinger. Littlefinger caused every single thing that happened. The uh, show opens up, and it's <laughs> Littlefinger who caused all this. Like, Lovely. I mean, granted, we find out later on, but still, having that knowledge, he's... And he betrays Ned. He betrays like he betrays everybody. The whole ball gets rolling because he's like, "Oh, you know what, Ned? I got your back. Let's go in there. 
Oh, now look, I, I told you I had your back, but it's with a knife to it, so now you're screwed. All, in, all because he's in love with wifey. Love with the wifey, yeah. And the daughter, too. And that, well, that's, that's, that's a little later on, though, yeah, I think. That's, like that's still, oh, that's still oh, yeah, creepy that was, as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to, uh, so since we're kind of getting into it, I'll just, I'm going to read the kind of the poignant moments that I think that were like, wow, like either shocking or like memorable to me, starting with season one. And then I just want to get your thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Episode, right. the end of episode one, Jamie pushes Bran from the tower. <laughs> we see the, the whole incest thing. Um, do you know, by the way, how the Lannisters uh, make a king? They push two twins together. Yeah. Um, that's a <laughs> horrible joke. <laughs> that, was, that was great. I like that. that was, um, so, yeah, what do you guys think about that? That that whole, the things I do for love, and he pushes Bran. Yeah, Bran, don't climb. She told you not to climb. Foreshadowing. Oh Foreshadowing. Stop climbing. They are geniuses. So, are you asking them? Or you want me to help not, you everybody, out? everybody can chime in. Um, so... I thought it was disgusting. You know what I mean? I was like, hey, good for, you know, whatever. Like, like it's good TV to, like, get people yeah. like, oh, my God, can you believe that? Shock value. But the yeah. more you watch Game of Thrones and the more you pay attention, that was normal. That was, like, the, the royal family Targaryens specifically wed brothers and sisters to keep the dragon blood within them pure. Mm-hmm. If they didn't, like, I mean, granted. Gets diluted. They do get it, you yeah. know, and. We end up with people like the Mad King, and then you hear like I mean, the more you get invested in the books, the more you find out about other weirdos, like you know, other weird kinks in the, mm-hmm. their family chain. But um, kinks or kinkiness? Yeah, kinkiness. Too. Both. <laughs> but the, the whole thing is, I, I want to <laughs> say like they ended up, you know, Westeros moved away from it, and them t- they kept theirs a secret, and you know all that. But I. I mean, yeah, it's 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 disgusting, but for some reason in their world, <laughs> I I just you love how I, mean? I just love how this this world is when and I love I love I love me Granny Tyrell, <laughs> Granny Tyrell can be my grandmother any day because yeah. <laughs> she is she is with it that that woman's got way more swag than even Cersei. Um, the, they call her the Queen of Thorns. Yeah, and uh, but I, I just love when she was trying to explain, like when <laughs> Cersei was set to marry um, what's his name uh, we just talked about. Uh, Cersei. Iron Loris. Fist, yeah. Loris. right, right, Loris, yep. and then, uh, then Joffrey was marrying um, the other, her, uh, his sister, uh, Marjorie, oh. right. So she was trying to explain like she will be your sister-in-law, but also your mother, and blah 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 blah. blah. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, rewind that back. Let me hear what she's saying <laughs> again. Um, I just like think that it's funny how they the families and intertwine. It's just all about like who has the power it's not about love it's not about any of that and it, it's kind of it's kind of crazy um so i i just love that aspect of the show is that the, the game is so enriched and the game is so thick that that's what it's about and um the wedding the weddings are fun too weddings I, are I, fun. I, I i all the wedding scenes can, can you, i can't even every wedding has been a uh, event in the show yes. where things turn or change there's only been one that has not been an event and it's you talking wedding to Tulsa yep which is kind of a hidden wedding it wasn't yeah, really like with their little, right. you know Brit pop let's wrap these like bands around yeah. our hands and you know dance to the Beatles I I yeah. pers I was personally I personally liked the uh, Sansa and <laughs> Tyrion wedding because um, I just like that he's he's just trashed He's yeah. just drinking the whole time. He's trashed, and he's just like, he's just like talking to Joffrey, 
and Joffrey is saying, oh, I'm going to bed her. And, he, and then he says something, we're PG-13, so I'm not going to repeat what he yeah. said. <laughs> but he's like, you'll be with a wooden. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, so... Oh, it's PJ thirteen. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, see, this is what we do. We get you in here, then we tell you. We tell you after the fact. <laughs> now that you're, you're already too late, you're already ingrained, brother. Right, right. Um, my favorite scene of the entire season one, and this is from episode six: a golden crown for Viserys. Hmm. Ooh, I was thinking about that one earlier. <laughs> That's <laughs> my favorite scene because that, that is a guy, great scene. Crown for king. He he wants revenge. He wants to reclaim the throne that mm-hmm. he believes is his. You know, his br- it was his brother that was the Mad King, <laughs> and really come to find out that Daenerys is the one that's going to reclaim the throne. It She's was the his, one. It, w- it was his father. Was it? it? Was the Mad King? Okay, see, I'm getting his. Yeah. The Mad King's brother is Maester Raymon. There you go. Okay. See, so you know you know more about this thing. Don uh, Don's maybe. the expert. Don's the expert. Yeah, um, Maester Raymon at. Castle Black is yes. that? Oh, okay. Because I was wondering. I knew. I knew he was a Targaryen. I didn't know that he yep. was the Mad King's brother. Okay. All right. Uh, just as a refresher, so it was the end of season one where Eddard was beheaded, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. yep. we're, get, we're uh, getting there. Oh, okay. So no, I'm, good, I'm, good. I'm that's episode. Ahead. That's episode nine. Look ahead. <laughs> oh, we're still. What, what episode we on? That was episode six. So that was where basically like. Uh, Viserys was treating Daenerys like crap. Like you need to do this. You need to. I don't. I'd let the whole Dothraki army and their horses, and their horses have yeah. their way with you if it could get what, what I a want. A thousand men being, or whatever. Yeah. Being so abusive to her, and then finally she keeps showing more and more backbone. She's more and more confident with herself, mm-hmm. and then she finally stands up to him and she embraces her destiny as the Khaleesi. And basically, they they said you want your crown, and they take molten gold and they pour it over his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's an amazing And then amazing ends, scene. Was, uh, ends with the line, he was no dragon. <laughs> like, come and, on. and we see dragon. that quite early when she and goes. And drops the mic. Yep. <laughs> well, we see that quite early with her. Carl goes Drago, the drop yeah, in the, the bath. Yep. With the ch- and she's like, no, lady, it's too hot. And Daenerys steps is, right in. I'm cool with it. Um, so, you know, we have not even touched on two, in, well, one amazing character who just happens to be. Uh, Lobster of a character's sideman. So we're gonna talk about Stannis and Davos, man. Mm-hmm. Like Davos. that Davos, Davos is Onion the man. Knight is a pretty deep, interesting character. Mm-hmm. I like how um, Princess Shireen teaches him mm-hmm. how to read. You know, mm-hmm. we see his character develop from comes down uh, to the dungeon. Yeah, he's like a dumb, you know, like smuggler pirate to actually like, you know, at one point when there were the, you know, the the five kings. You know, he was the hand of King Stannis, who he truly believed was the heir to the throne. And I mean, with all the politics of everything that went on, he was. That was Stannis's claim. And then they just started playing games. And right. And, well, and just, all I'm going to say is watch your feet, man, because you're stepping on my toes right now. Stepping on your toes. And, and, oh, and Davos, right, right. Davos is one of those people that earned his lordship. He did. Davos was incredible, man. And yeah. I, I thought it was pretty amazing that, like... Like the how him and Stannis were such good friends. Like after you know, because Stannis is the one who punished him and took his fingers yep. for being the smuggler. But you know, it was hand in hand. Like I'm not going to take your smuggling life when you're smuggling stuff here so I can eat. You know, so there was like you know justice and balance in the punishment. No. That's a great character. I'm trying to swim around, whatever you got going. Yeah, on yeah. There. So uh, we we want to touch upon real quick. Still season one, episode seven. Littlefinger betrays Ned. We were talking about Littlefinger. Yeah. Oh. He was somebody I was like totally into. I was like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing. He's gonna he's gonna be undermining. He everything. seems like and a good that, guy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when it twists on it. And you're like, to your point, Don, where you're like, oh, he had his hand in everything. He got the ball rolling, and he betrays Ned, 
and that's where I was like, oh, and then that which leads to episode nine, which is the last thing I have for season one, uh, the beheading in front of his two daughters, which horrible. Um, this is where you kind of, you know, when when uh, when Arya is just looking away from that, it's just like who is the character she that turns was right into your who, who, yeah who's yarn yeah, and I'm just like that is just it was just crazy and. It was the one thing, and this is where Joffrey was really out of control, right? Because Cersei was telling him, no, you, you know, no, Cersei really didn't want him to do that. Yeah, send him to the night's She watch. knew that was, was going to cause. Life. But that's when you get your first taste that uh, Joffrey was like the way he, he's going to be, like the way yeah, he's going to Yeah, this is how it's going to be, yep. Yeah, because I, I, I think I was kind of shocked because I thought, um, I thought he was actually going to kind of, you know, get off. Or and they weren't gonna actually go through with that, and then before you know it, that didn't really work. Because let's face it, he is the main character really of season well, one. That's, yeah. that's what we so that's nobody. That's what starts that's the ball. What, yeah. Nobody, any mm-hmm. of your favorite characters, nobody is safe. <laughs> It'd be like yeah, killing exactly. Rick in the first season, of The and Walking how many Dead, shows and like they have a main character that everybody loves. That they're like, all right, you're out. You know, <laughs> yeah, to his point, you don't expect if you, if you that kill, was a perfect analogy. Yeah, if right you kill now. Rick in the first season of The Walking Dead, that was a great point. Like, yep. That's that's like wow. That's but exactly, your point exactly, is that a yeah. show can still go somewhere. Right, absolutely, character. absolutely. So, it was depending on where the story goes. So, um, my point to that too is we we saw some other things. We saw Sansa kind of almost becoming more and more obedient to the uh, Jeff, Joffrey and uh, the Lannister. She wants to be that lady, that you know royalty. She wants to be. She wants that posh lifestyle. In contrast, Arya doesn't want to learn any of that stuff so ned gets her a quote-unquote dance instructor who teaches her how to kind of kind of fence sword fight a Fencing, little bit yeah. so i think i think that's just like to your point the tomboyish i think that's gonna that kind of sets up their characters and that you see that even now now that we just finished season six you know a few months ago we see how far those characters have come and which way they've kind of diverged in their paths and i think it's so like cool to like see them how they were now and where they like how they were then and where they are now and I think that's really, really cool. But um, moving on to season two real quick, just some of the things I want to talk about. To your point, Stannis and uh, Melisandre, mm, Melisandre. The woman in red. Uh, you know, this, this Keep pre- the necklace on. on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But, um, yeah, like so, you know, they end up uh, having relations. And in episode eight, it creates a shadow creature, which both at this time, both Stannis and his brother Renly are both claiming rights to the throne now that King Robert is dead, their brother, and the Using Shadow the Monster. the same house name to back them as right. well. Splitting the Renly army. was smart enough to be backed by the Tyrells as well. So, um, And then, I mean, we didn't mention that Stannis, I mean, you, you mentioned Melisandre, but we didn't mention the fact that Stannis went completely mental, changed religion, now worships the Lord of Light. Um, everybody thinks he's, c- like, cooked up top you know what i mean he's not really making too much sense as a character um renly's more charismatic he's no warrior by any means but he's a like a man of the people so to speak mm-hmm. he's a leader people will follow yeah and then he has the money to you know he has like his donald trump to having marjorie in his in his at his side is yeah is huge. and i mean like marjorie is such a genius Probably one of the smartest. Probably the best, game. one of the better, better players of the game. Yeah, I would definitely say so. I love the conversation. I mean, we're jumping all over the place. There's no way we could really stay focused on this show right. with because it's Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's a conversation between Marjorie and Littlefinger, and he's like, "What do you want? Like, do you do you want to be a queen?" And she's like, "No, I want to be the queen." And yep. he's like, "Light bulb, got it. I'll make that happen." So Littlefinger is still 
creating <laughs> issues. You know what I mean? I'm going to move this mm-hmm. piece right here, put it next to this one, see how that works. While that's going, you know what I mean? Then, like, his whole veil storyline, there's so much going on. There's a lot. Yeah. He's, we, he's the he's one of my master. favorite car- characters. So, is bro, but we didn't. We're, we're talking about <laughs> the Yang, and we didn't even mention the Yang at all in any of our season one talks. We're talking about Viser- um, um, Varys. God, we're talking about Varys. I mean, there's an episode called, I want to say, maybe it's like the wolf and the lion where Ari is chasing cats. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, yeah. Severios Ferelli or whatever his name is. Uh, I like that guy. Tells her, go chase cats. And she chases them and ends up in a... Remind me of when Rocky was chasing chickens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first off, in this episode, we see a dragon skull. So we know for a fact, oh my God, dragons existed. And look at what they, how you know, tiny they make this girl look. But, um... I mean, we hear Viserys talking with um, the guy from Pentos, and he's like, listen, like, if one hand of the king can be removed, so can another one. We need to, like, make things happen here so we can get the Targaryens back running this the way that it's supposed to be ran. Yeah. But, um, I mean, he, I, I feel bad for Ned Stark because he's like, hey, uh, are you going to help me? Yeah, yeah, this guy's going to help me. Hey, are you going to help me? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to help <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, you know, um, Varys sees what's going on, wants to kind of step back, not get himself tied into all that. <laughs> it's funny, he's like, what did you want me to do? You were in a room surrounded by people. I had no sword. I'm not a fighter. What did you want me to do? Can, Very you, true. can you help me escape now? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I want to uh, reach out to our guest real quick because there's another character that we uh, haven't really talked about who um, is kind of, I don't want to say he's a major player, but he's kind of a bit player in the first season. And uh, the second season, it, he does something. I think it's the worst thing in the second season until I am relieved to find out what I thought happened. Actually, it didn't happen. But it's a, uh, it's essentially one of the, um, I don't know if the, you want to call him a slave or like a warden, but uh, Theon. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a ward. Yes. Yeah, he's a ward. That's 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 the word I was looking for. Not warden. Uh, so Theon is introduced as kind of like a ward to the Starks, mm-hmm. and he seems to have a good relationship with the the siblings, uh, mm-hmm. Rob especially. They raised him like he's one of their one kids. of their brothers. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where you know Rob sends him back to uh, get some reinforcements for his uh, claim on the throne, and he ends up going uh, back to Winterfell, and he murdered. Pause. Gonna jump in. So no, so Rob sends him for reinforcements and what he does is he sends him back to his family. Go back to the Greyjoys. Get us that amazing Greyjoy navy of yours. Have him join our cause, you know? If anybody can bring them in, it's you. Rob's mother looks at him and says, you should not send that boy back to his family. Don't send him to Balin Greyjoy, I'm telling you. And it's a beautiful scene because Theon loves the Starks. We all know what happens with them. Yeah. He loves the Starks. They and raised him. They did. Yeah. And they raised him fair and just like one of their kids. Yeah. So Doesn't mean he's them a screw loose. When <laughs> Theon is sitting there by candlelight and he's writing this letter to, to Rob, you can tell like he's writing his brother a letter and he's like, you know, that they're not going to help you. Like, if anything, you're going to have to come by force. Like, we don't know what this letter says, but you, mm-hmm. can, you can tell, like, he's getting ready, and then he's just like, you know what? Like, they're not my family. These Greyjoys are my family, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to claim my right. I'm the last, because he is. He's the yeah. last male. The other two sons got killed, and now we, all that's left is, is the sister, uh, Yari, or whatever yeah. her name is, who's 
an amazing warrior. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. She's going to be an interesting character and then coming oh coming up. God. Yeah. She, oh, my God, yeah. Think, yeah. Uh, we can't well, yeah, let's not jump yeah. ahead. Okay. Stay well, on uh, task. We'll we'll stay on task. Yeah. Yeah. Theon's such a complex character, too. So many complex characters. But you, you can see how twisted he was yeah. with that when he burns that letter. You know what I mean? I think he's just looking for validation from anybody. Well, I think, I think he, he wants to know why his dad he, did what he did. Like why? Like why did he I give think him it's just up? Just the way so the like, politics are yeah. in that time. Yep. And I think the on the back of his head, he realized like if the Greyjoys did rebel, Stock would have to cut his head off because yeah. he's a ward. So in the back, he may feel like the Stocks are his family. Yeah. But in the back of his head, like yo, they could just like you know pump me off anytime. Like That's true. If something does go down. So uh, he's like, like conflicted there. So Theon, Theon is like before his his father, right? And he ends up doesn't he? He's basically like looking for like some sort of like uh, validation yeah, or something. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, I, I can see it. Yeah. The way I don't know the way that Theon's character develops, like he's got daddy issues, I, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. When, I thought it was funny when he didn't know his sister, but she knew who he yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> he's like grinding up on her ass. Yeah, I was gonna say. I guess that was normal, though, right? Yeah, well, yeah. well, he, he didn't know, in all fairness. So he still would have He he seemed kind of disturbed when he found out he was his sister, though. Yeah. It wasn't like the other ones, you know. They were yeah. like all on. <laughs> She wasn't interested in anyway. All right, so <laughs> I don't, I don't think she's interested in men. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so either. No, it was one episode you definitely unpause. Unpause. So yeah, to uh, kind of prove his point and reclaim, he ends up burning the bodies of the two youngest Stark children, and that like killed me. I was like, oh my god, like all like <laughs> you know, all the stuff is happening. Ned, Ned's gone now, and now they're killing the two the two youngest boys and all this. And come to find out, he kind of. He still killed two boys, but they weren't the Stark boys. The Stark killed boys killed the Reed boys. Like, yes, so. that that I, you know I didn't buy that for a second. That was one of those things I kind of knew was the farm boys. Yeah, because as yeah, soon I, as I I, I kind of put yeah. two and two together on that one and was like, it's not them. We should we should probably. Say, I've never read the books. No, that's, I've, that's something. I've read the first four books. I read the first. I read the first book when season one was out, and then in my in between time, I read the second book and. Before season four came out, I banged through the third book. Yeah, but how much and of the how much of the seasons can you like really get from the books? Because the books really do go their own way. Completely. But this is what this is what Game of Thrones does. Um, book one, which is um, which is a Game of Thrones, <coughs> um, goes exactly by season one. You can tell that when they made this show, they're like, we're probably only getting one season out of this. Let's try to get big stars. We're gonna try, you know, like Sean Bean and. Uh, Mark, uh, whatever his name is, guy who plays Robert Baratheon. Those are too late. And Lena Headley or Headley, yeah. whatever. Like some of our characters in the show have already been in movies before. We know their faces mm-hmm. and all stuff like that. But um, I just threw myself off. Where were we you going? were talking we're about we're the books with the show. Oh, shows, so yeah. so the books. So then when you start getting into, um, you know, like a Storm of Swords, a Clash of Kings, like all things like that, it tell like as soon as you open the cover of the book, it says, "Hey, just so you know, um, some scenes take place in a week." Some take place in two weeks. Some pl- take place over three months. And <laughs> what I love about the books is, I'm gonna be honest. Every like, I'm not a reader. This really roped me in, like, from watching that show and like seeing the characters. Like, you want to know more? I did. I wanted to know more. Um, and now the show is ahead of the book, right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. The, I mean, yeah. it's I can o- I can already see it there being two completely different endings. But when you're reading this book, like, um, for instance. Um, you know the part where Arya and the Hound, uh, I'll take all your chickens. Oh, I love that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love that scene. So that whole scene is when you read it in the book, you read about somebody else going there earlier and stealing a horse. And then these soldiers end up being stuck there. 
and then so on. You know what I mean? Like you, you see like how all these things line up in the show. You don't. They, they kind of they kind of set the set the dominoes on the table, and then when it gets pushed then, yeah, over, you see. That's it. perfect. Yeah. In the show, what they did was they're like push oh, it over the dominoes. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here yeah, you they go. just throw throw the dominoes yeah. at you if you will. That's you a horrible no analogy. <laughs> but um, no. One of the things I do want to say about the book because I, I actually started reading it. I just I I'm also a horrible reader. Yeah. I, I I love to read, but I just I'm, my I have like this ADD thing. But what I like about the books. And for those that are thinking about reading the books, just to kind of understand and get that background, even more information, the chapters aren't that long. They're, they're shown from a different perspective, POVs. each one. Mm-hmm. So there's there's multiple. So yes, it's it's a lot to remember from different characters, but like you'll see something from like Arya's perspective and then and then Caitlin's uh, perspective and whatnot as, yeah. as the series goes on. So it's like, you know, a chapter <laughs> might be, you know, say, 40 50 pages per, per chapter but that's broken into like six smaller stories or, or whatever the case might be so mm. it makes it very easy to read okay i'm going to read five pages this one time of this point of view now i'm going to read another seven pages of this point of view and it's all like it's very easy reading it's short reading and then it builds to the larger story i like that i just gotta say thank god for like you know, services like Netflix where you can go back and because if you try to, I tried to start the show. I think with um, with my my girlfriend like halfway through. You and, can't. And it was so much yeah. going on, and I'm like, what is happening? It's like trying you know? to get into like the third or fourth season of Lost without the, seeing. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah that was the only reason happen. why it took me so long to get into the, into the show because then finally when I was able to binge watch it from the beginning, yeah. it was like, oh wow, this is really good. Yeah. Same thing happened to me. So yeah. I, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, you need that. You really do. You need to start it right from the beginning, otherwise you're lost. Yeah, I was I was lucky enough to watch like from episode one, you know what I mean? Right like, from I the got, start, you yeah, mean? I yeah. I got Adam to watch it. I got Anthony to watch. I got all of them like Well, the only reason why I gave it that second try was because of you. <laughs> so <laughs> fires me up, man. It's I, it's and it's just the epic storytelling of it all. Like again, they they create this it's kind of we we talked about like lost, but to me. The, there's obviously a lot of comparisons to Lord of the Rings. It's it's you mm-hmm. know very somewhat mm-hmm. similar to, you know, dragons and magic and, and whatnot. Um, so where do we leave off Eddard Stark's death? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, well, I, I want to get back. Yeah, to that a no, bit. but I want to talk about season two. But I do want to say that I just like how immersive this world is. Yeah, you feel like mm-hmm. it's real. It's right, almost like yeah. Lord of the Rings up to that level where you almost feel like, well, this writer like he, did he like. Well, just like channel this world from somewhere. Tolkien created <laughs> yeah. the entire yeah. history of the kingdoms yeah. and all the and, and, and it's at that same level. You know, yeah, yeah. Martin did something very mm-hmm. similar. You know, and it created a language, yeah. kind of like you know, you talk about like geek. Want to go back to geeks and talk about oh, Star Trek and Klingon, Star Wars, and, and yeah, yeah. yeah now you have Dothraki. <laughs> That yeah. people like we you know. We saw the book. We saw the Dothraki. Shout book. out, shout out to Game King, uh, right across the street from the studio. You want to learn Dothraki? They have a book if you want to yeah. learn Dothraki. Great guys over there too. Great. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. They're great dudes. Um, so okay, yeah, let's let's talk about some other stuff in season two, because I don't I don't have a whole lot more to talk about. Those are the those are the big moments for me. How about you guys? Anything? Two. I don't want to kidnap the show. Once you guys start talking about that's stuff, mainly <laughs> going to the watch that that's. Mainly season two. Well, that's the thing. The watch. The, 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 once, once all the pieces get put in place, it's really taking place. The story takes place mm-hmm. uh, at the Wall, yeah. King's Landing, um, Winterfell, mm. and then um, where's Daenerys? Well, you were talking about Stannis and uh, no, but Sorry. I'm saying the different the different pieces, like the different settings. Ready? Yeah. So season two, this is what we have. Season two, we are actually beyond the wall now. Mm-hmm. We're at the Fist of the First Men. Daenerys is now in Quoth in like that desert yep. area. You know, she begged, they let her in, and she's starting to meet people over there. Arya is now um, on her ro- on her way to Castle Black. We have an incident with Lannister troops. 
Arya becomes prisoner. Arya ends up at Harren Hall. <coughs> Sansa is our main character. Sansa's locked away at King's Landing. She is a somewhat of a prisoner because she really has no family to back her. Robin and mm -hmm. Jamie are at war, like yep. you said. We get to meet Tywin. Tywin is a monster. He's a beast. Tywin's winning his portion of the war. Jamie is not winning his portion of the war. Where we, we, we get to meet Bronn. We never really talked about Bronn. Bronn is one of my favorite characters. 100% he is. He is a pimp. Oh my God. No, <laughs> he sir, is right. a pimp. I'm going to say, one of the yeah. best, best Tyrion lines ever. I know you guys are talking about yeah. I drink and I know things. Yeah. But um, <laughs> if there are any kids watching, block your ears. So there is a woods person, you know what I mean? Like one of the people, and he mm. goes, Tyrion of House Lannister, how would you like to die? And he's like, with a, you know, a belly full of wine at the age of 70 with a woman's lips wrapped around my cock. And they <laughs> die laughing. They're like, kill the tall one, take the little man to dance for us. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's incredible. And like Tyrion's genius, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna take all of these people, I'll offer them some swords, yep. a little bit of money, and here's my army now. Let's add them. Well, it goes back to what you said from the uh, kind of harkens back to the first season when first episode where um, what are they what are they called the brothel Tyrion's in the yeah. brothel <laughs> yeah. and they're talking about Jamie oh he, I hear he's the handsome one well he got the looks but I got the brains Brain, yep. I got the smarts and it just it, that goes back to he's so quick he's so he knows how to talk to people he knows how to strategize he knows how to get out of those situations that he gets put he in. anticipates he thinks like three steps ahead of the game very true very true um, so. With all that Don's mentioned, any particular uh, scenery or moments grab you from that area? Uh, season two, I have to say the the battle when um when they're beyond the wall and they take over and they kill um Crasta. Yeah, yep. Crasta's keep. keep. Crasta's yeah, keep, yeah. That was that was an like, amazing story. Like the the way they took it over and um Jon Snow had to come back and right. That was a that was a great. I think it was a couple over a couple episodes that happened. The whole scene. Situation was I, incredible. I remember reading that before seeing yeah. it, and I'm telling you, like you're reading it, and you're like heart's broken because you know how much Jon Snow looks up looks up to Lord Commander Mormon, mm -hmm. who also, which I love about this show, Mormon went down like a like he's, a like that's Jorah Mormon, yeah. a beast man. You know what I mean? Like Jorah, like yeah. um, Daenerys's right hand man. His father is actually Jon Snow's right hand man, which mm -hmm. is great, and I think it's uh, also amazing that um, Longclaw. Is not supposed to be Jon Snow's sword. That's no. supposed to be Jorah's sword. Yeah, but great show. But um, what else? I'm trying to think of things that like what. Um, okay, so we we see Tyrion be made hand of the king, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Tyrion knows that nobody knows this this castle better than Stannis. Stannis would know exactly how to attack it. Um, so what they do is they, they assign titles like um, you know like king and like like you know like president, vice president like we yep. have mm -hmm. now. Yep. So I mean like we had um, what's his name? Varys is like the master of whispers, uh, uh, little finger master of coin. coin well yep. we we never really see him at a meeting, but Stannis is the master of ships. So, like, he ha already has the best um, navy on hand. Tyrion knows that. Tyrion knows that he is going to so, use... So, basically, he just wasn't there at the time of Robert's death. Yes. So, he wasn't there to assume the throne, but had he been, had he it would have been a different, whole different story. Or, if Ned was a beast. If Ned was as corrupt as some of the other characters if on If he this, played the game. Ned could have yeah. just... 
killed him. He could have just killed Joffrey and sat on the throne. Or he could have just, like, locked Joffrey up until Stannis got there, which was kind of his original plan, but... And I want to tell you guys something, too, um, so I can incorporate this really quick, like, book-to-TV show. Cersei knew, before Ned even opened his mouth and said, I know about this, that, and the other thing, because... Anybody who watched the show, you guys get to see Ned sit down with his daughters and say, pack your stuff because we're going. Well, what we don't see on screen is Sansa runs right to Cersei, balls her eyes out crying and says, Daddy said he's taking us back home. Please stop him. He said that there's something going on with your family. Stop him from making this happen. And then, boom, so she's already prepared. She knows to get her guards ready for this. Like, Ned is completely... Not ready, and on top of it, he sent. He what, wasn't ready for King's Landing at he all. Wasn't. No, from, no, he's, no, it's not his place. He's way too honorable, and he that, knew that. And, yeah. and and what's funny is Robert was also not ready for King's Landing. Yeah. Like he was like, "Oh, I'm king. I'm gonna just go whore it and drink." You know what I mean? Like and hunt he, pigs and yeah. He yeah. says it to you mm-hmm. know what I mean. He was like a like a rock and roller that wasn't ready. Just like you know, just yeah. you know, coke and hookers all the time. You know? I want to uh, very quickly just. Uh, Joey Whip uh, says, Whip. "says Hey, hey, buddy, stay on the mic because you you keep going in and out when you when you're moving." So. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, Mr. Whip. So yeah, I, I, and I, I get the I get the mic volume turned up all the way. It's just yeah, we, we're <laughs> all right. You know. He's into it. Yeah, let me just maybe I can adjust like this and like I don't know. Um, so yeah, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? What else you want to cover in season two? Season two. Uh, I just I think you know um, I I think that Arya's uh, arc is actually pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot going on with her. Um, I don't know if is it that this I can't remember which season because they're bleeding together. Does she meet Jack in that season? Yes, she does. And that that sets up a Jack huge storyline. Yep. Um, Valara Margulis, you know. Uh, we'll talk about that. The girl a little gives later. a man a name. <laughs> but I just I think that's really cool. Um, do we, anybody else want a season two? I only have one thing for uh, season three, and that's episode nine, and that's the most shocking thing to me, which I think we can all talk about. Um, and and see, season two was also it was was that one the attack on the uh, sorry that that was the attack on the uh, wall, <laughs> not not the wall the um on King's Landing. What was that was that yes season? that's episode nine that's Battle episode of nine Blackwater. Ba- yeah Battle of Blackwater. So like that to me was I just love the way that. Uh, Tyrion just kind of comes out and takes charge. Mm-hmm. I love the way that he's like, "No, Joffrey, like this is not <laughs> this yeah. is not what we're doing." In the uh, was it the wild the wildfire wildfire, wildfire. Yeah. that yeah. was Genius. that's the hound with a wall absolutely yeah. And that was the other thing. The hound. This yeah. is where the hound starts to really get deep, um, where he saves Sansa from being raped, yeah. and it's like you see the other side of the hound that you didn't see yeah, before. He, you get to see like the brother at all, no. Right? You can see that there is something good under him. He's not just this muscly, you know, it, it was scarred. Great to see Joffrey just get like you because know, he Joffrey's telling him to get out there, and he's like, no, he's just drinking his yeah. drinking his yeah. wine. <laughs> Joffrey's like so mad. You can just see it like <laughs> yeah, he's not used to getting told no. You know what I mean? And yeah, and and that's <laughs> what I liked about it. And and the fact that he took charge and was like, if I'm half a man, yeah. what does that say about you guys if you quit? You know what I mean? True. And and you know they're all cheering for him, and it's such a tragic, you know, it's such a tragedy that he does not get his due for winning that war, for winning that battle. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like totally it's like it's just it's unbelievable how Tyron is still like, what do you want? Hugs and kisses? <laughs> Basically, you know what I mean? Like you want me to uh, acknowledge you every time you do something right? Like he's such a 
bastard, Tywin. Tywin is going to be, I think, number Tywin, three. Yeah. yeah, for the most most vile. Um, I, I think it would go Tywin. I think it would go Joffrey, and then I think we'll mention number one next week when we talk about seasons four through six. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, of course. I think everybody um, does. I just want to really quickly, before we talk about more, some, uh, Johnny Leathers joined the show, and he's on Facebook Live right now. Johnny uh, Leather. He's got a really good joke that um, we'll talk about next week when we talk about four through six, but he thinks that uh, Jon Snow's true father is Mr. Freeze from Batman because he's Jon Snow. <laughs> I think that's, that's great, Johnny. Thank you. And he actually mentioned that season one could have actually happened because nothing really unworldly happened in season one. There weren't any real dragons or, or magic until the, the last episode yep. with the, Daenerys. I just mentioned Daenerys. it. Yeah. The opening scene of the show, we saw yeah, that's true. come back to yeah, life. You know, what? you know what, Johnny? You're wrong. We love <laughs> you. <laughs> but Don just... John just instance, though. And wait a second. And the last episode of season <laughs> Johnny, one, the dragons are born. Johnny, Johnny oh, yeah. Leathers. <laughs> Johnny Leathers. Don just schooled you, son. We love you. But Don... Oh, Don Daenerys wa- uh, pr- practically sleeps in the fire. <laughs> But you happened. don't see like a whole lot of like mythological things. Yeah, I think that's that's what he's getting at. Season yeah. one, yeah. you really don't like it. it, it I we didn't, didn't have the budget. Yeah, yeah. think about the first episode <laughs> and last episode. There's really not much in between. <laughs> that's yeah. absolutely. But that's a, a good point. point. Budget. Yeah. You know, they, to, to Don's point, you know, they did they did season one. Who knew how big the show was gonna get? Remember, remember the fight where Rob's army was just like a wolf came to. She was like, Whoa. that was yeah. like the whole battle. Like, I want to yeah. see the battle. Yeah. Then later, the battle scenes like now are like incredible. Yeah, the CGI and the uh, yeah. dragons get a lot better, I think, later like, on. Right <laughs> they went from like pre-battle to uh, it was just like on the ground. <laughs> Do we want to kind of get into season three right now? I also liked when the baby, when 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 the uh, dragons are like was it? frying, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fry the guy. When, when uh, that that was season two, right, where she gets the, oh, the when, house she fin- of, when she oh. finally gets the dragons back from the blue, lip, the house of the undying, yeah, house of the undying, yep. yep. Um, it was it was season two though oh, where like the woman in red had the uh, shadow go and kill his yep. brother yes. right yep yeah that right. that was I, that was creepy as hell I just but, I don't know I just wanted to throw it out there but like I didn't know I didn't really know like she had such control over him like I didn't really know what she if she had like another you know um, like there was something else going on or what it really was I, I think it was to Don's point where you know basically she. Uh, which Stannis is like so like reborn into this new religion. He's like, yeah. she's right. I need to, you know, do everything that, that these gods want in order to get what I, I desire. She's she's foreseen whether she's proven like that she's she has the sight or something along the line. She can tell the future, and she believes that Stannis is going to be the one to reclaim the throne. It is his right. I think he kind of because he wants that so much, he's like all in with her. Yeah, um, Don. I mean, you're you're more the expert here. Anybody? So so what I um oh jeez. I was like semi listening to you guys and thinking of a different thought. Um, <laughs> Thanks, so, buddy. No, 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 no. Um, so we're talking about Stannis. Why does Stannis kind of go all in with Melisandre? Well, because he seemed kind of iffy at first, though, right? I mean, was it just me? He wasn't like all in right off the rip. No. Well, he had already he already drank the Kool Aid, basically. Yeah. Stannis yeah. at this point. At, at this part in his life, you can tell he's already like miserable. He, um, he's mad at the fact that his brother, the king, um, passed him up on being. Um, I can't even think of what Renly is. I think Renly's a master of something. Oh no, no, Renly was awarded the the Baratheon homeland instead of it going to your yeah. older brother, who it's his birthright because he's even older than you. So your homeland's his instead. Um, his gift is Dragonstone. He ends up with the Targaryens, um, you know, stronghold, 
um, and is put in a position to be the, the master of the Navy and everything like that. Um, I think also he's a little miserable, too, because he has three sons that were stillborn. Yes. Right? And a daughter and with, with the, uh, what is it, the grayscale. So he's, he's, he's just got it rough. Really, and see, here's the thing is... And a very not-so-attractive wife. None of us... <laughs> <laughs> hey, and back then, you'll take what you could get. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know about that. Come on. Oh, man, that, that's a really small island they live on. I, I, know, I guess so. You gotta be happy. I just want to say, Johnny Leathers comes in and says he, he actually applauds you for uh, kind of schooling him. He goes, yeah, I guess that's what happens when you watched it months ago and you were high on Green Eye of the Poppy. Green Eye of the Poppy. Um... But we don't ever get to see it, but Malisandra shows her proof. She has him look in the fire. He actually sees his victory. But here's the thing. Like, but she all manipulating like, but that's where he, I think that's where he started becoming a lot more committed. Like, Well, yeah. yeah he, he was committed. Like you said, he drank the Kool-Aid. He was already committed. But I think when he saw that, it was like, okay, I really believe. I, I think he was, e- and he was even more in when um, Malisandra, when she gets the, uh, she takes the bastard. Yeah. What's his name? Um, Gendry. Gendry ties him to the bed. Yeah. Has a little little. Was they? What were they like? They were leeches. Little leeches. And yeah. throws him in, and then she's, he's like, "Oh, look at Rob Stark!" Do-. Like put one in for Rob Stark, and yeah. he 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 gets killed. And it's like, "Oh, oh, Davos! Yes, this happened, so it worked." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think he was a little more in at that point too. So, guys, I mean, realistically, he was in no matter what. Look, yeah. like, not, well, yeah. not that I'm, I mean, she's a smoke show in those days. If, Actually, if, if she <laughs> took off the collar, he would not be yeah, in. No, <laughs> right. He'd be running. She's a smoke show you're in right. But honestly, like, as as a man, like, that's a very attractive woman who's, like, praising you, telling you that you're the Lord of Light reborn and that she's seen your victories in battle. She's blowing his ego up, of course, yeah. man. Who yeah. wouldn't want somebody around that's like, hey, hey, it's you. You're and think about it. He has he has a situation with his wife, like I said, having yeah. three stillborn sons that's so, like, negative and, and the wife dragged okay down. With, and the wife is completely like she understands. okay with them having sex. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he just keeps getting more bits and pieces of her, her power, and he makes the mistake in... in Season two of not bringing her with him to the Battle of Blackwater. He should have continued. Like, if you gotta get that the you know the Iron Throne by all means necessary, what you need to do is you you need to you know have no stops. Which no is why he blames all. Davos. He exactly. Yeah. And look, Davos loses his son because of that. But um, and Davos still wasn't all in. <laughs> still wasn't you know. In, yeah. So. Yeah. It's, Season two was actually really good. Oh, no, no, back this is last, yeah. thi- last thing on season two before we move to season three. That's okay. Is uh, you talked about the House of the Undying. Yeah. W- within the House of the Undying, Daenerys has shown visions. Now, the one vision that's most important and stands out to me is the foreshadowing thing where she is actually going through the Red Keep. The Red Keep is completely destroyed. The ceilings are burned down. It's very reminiscent of Harrenhal, which was another great castle that the dragons destroyed. Now, you know... We get to see that, to me, I'm not saying, like, oh, I know what's going to happen in the show, but, I mean, guys, there's dragons. King's Landing's going to get destroyed. Like, yeah. she's seeing, like, you know, like, you're going to fight your hardest for this, and look it, you accomplish nothing. Instead of everybody working, I'm telling, oh, man, I'm getting too far ahead of myself. <laughs> I can talk Game of Thrones like a nutcase. Guys, talk. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to season three. The only, the only thing I have on season three, which I think, uh, kind of a shocking moment, which, you know, again, not having read the books, 
The Red Wedding. I mean, uh, to me, the most... Was that season three? That yeah. Was yeah. Yes. Yeah, you know, I, I when really thinking back to this, I thought it was season four for a bit, and I'm like, no, wait a minute, it's actually three. Oh, yeah. well, that shocked me. The whole next yeah, day, I was like... Yeah. Did you guys see that coming? I no, mean, I really? didn't. No. I didn't. I didn't. Because and in, in, in I'm sorry. I'm no, no, go, 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 go. In the uh, um the way like the wedding was going, like it looked like it really was. It was everything's perfect. Well, yeah, everything was great, and it yeah. just totally flipped. And I, yeah. I was just like, I think at that point it was like, yeah, I totally love the show. And <laughs> so to me, like yes, I mean it was it sucked for 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 Catelyn and for for Rob, but to me that the one that stuck out the most to me, the one that made me cringe the most. Was Rob's wife because she was pregnant? Was it Tal- is it Talisa? Oh, I know. And they kept stabbing her in the stomach, I and know, that, that made my stomach. What was it? Her name Talisa? They is it Talisa? Easy on so. you with that. Yeah. No, no they, they they spared nothing no, on that. No, yeah. I'm just like, oh man, like that's that's that that stuck with me. That I mean, yeah, you know, you're, you're fans and you and you like these other characters, the House Stark, and it's just like we saw two other like prominent members members yeah. of House Stark like eliminated that day, but. Again, to me, it's just uh, stabbing a pregnant woman in the belly and over and over and over yeah. and killing her like that. Bruce Bolton just kind of. Oh. But speaking of the Boltons, though, we, we didn't get to like Ramsey and. Ramsey's not. Um, Ramsey's character would actually come into season three. You're right, actually. Yeah. Um, with, with his his character development is not too much. Like we only nope. get to see the torture scenes yep. between Ramsey, like the mind games that he plays, like when Ramsey pretends he's breaking yeah. Dion Greyjoy out of jail. Another great. Another. That, that's why I wanted to bring it up because yeah, it's it's. He was yeah. He was he was so twisted. And 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 castrating uh, Theon and sending it home in a box. I know. Like oh. it's just like, <laughs> and his dad's like. What do we care? <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure everybody here had the same reaction, like when that happened too. It was just like, oh man. Yeah. And the way he did it too, like he sends them like two hot girls, like before. Yeah. And then like oh, stops at blows the horn. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, like this guy is just. Oh, that was so unbelievable. He was, he's such a brutal character. I, yeah. I, you can't like you love to hate him. You know, but I, I don't know. Yeah. He was such a good character. But again, to, like that that starts so we we want to start talk about like these just these horrible horrible characters from Tywin Lannister and just the abuse that he puts that he plays his own family against each other like you know between him and Tyrion and Jaime and Cersei mm-hmm. and then Joffrey just the little prick that he is speaking speaking of Jaime we haven't really talked about Jaime that much he goes through a lot too and and, and with uh what's her, what's her name Bryn Brianna Tar yeah. right and you see that turning moment where they're sitting in the the bath and you know he's telling her why he slayed the king. The it's real reason why he slayed the king. Because this is where, like, because I'm hating the character up until that point. And then when he tells that story, I'm like, okay, now I sympathize <laughs> a bit more than I did before. And I think that's when people started, fans started liking the character more. I think, if, in my opinion. If, if you guys read, like, those, like, two things. I've been sitting listening to you guys when you were talking about the Red Wedding. And when, now when you're talking about, like, the whole Brienne and Jamie thing the book does it so much better like you're getting every single aspect of detail like and like it sets it up it, it will like almost like you can um for instance when Jamie is having the sword fight with Brienne on the thing like like there are respect. Of, of mutual you said it there, mutual there are respect of mutual respect for each other as fighters he's impressed by her to the point yeah. where the goat uh, his his actual name is the goat. He's one of um, Ramsey Bolton's henchmen. Catches them two together. Yep. Hacks off Jamie's hand. Jamie still gets let free. They want to keep Brienne for money, and have her fight the bear, the maiden and the yep. bear. 
and Jamie comes in, jumps down, fights a bear, takes even a bear. one hand, doesn't yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think I mean, it's a cool like roller coaster ride with Jamie because again, I think to your mm-hmm. point, like you said, you kind of see him as the hero starting off in the first episode of the first season. Then by the end of the episode, you're like, wow, this guy's a dick. He pushed a kid from a tower, kills his own what cousin, and and yeah, to say, get out of the prison. There's a whole thing with yep. With him in season two, and then you kind of see like almost not a redemption arc, but you just start like empathizing to your yeah. point a little bit with him. Um, and you're kind of because now we're to the point, and I don't want to talk too much about this, but now I'm kind of on his side again from where we are, yeah, now, and I want to see what he does. And again, I don't know where still on his side, going, you know, like, like, like going forward, seasons after season yeah. six. And I mean, we'll talk, I think, a little bit yeah. about this next week, but I think there's going to be more fighting, uh. Within the family, I think the uh, the, the, the brother and sister. The look are that he come gave his sister at the end there. You can tell you I think there's going to be a clash because when he comes home and finds out, he's already things, home. Are we getting ahead of ourselves? Yeah, he finds we'll out. Yeah, it's week. just it's it's just you can't but, uh, wait to see what happens. Going back to the red wedding, uh, Lindsay, who will be on next week, yeah. said, uh, you know, the mom getting killed, Caitlin just like getting killed, and uh, she sat there stunned. Did that just happen? She goes, the red wedding was crazy, and I agree. I just Lindsay, I want to comment on this too. I want you guys all to hear and know this. The people's Nobody, geek speaks. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys need to understand that Catelyn was the first one to know what was going on. Before anybody else knew what was going on, Catelyn knew. Catelyn's sitting having a conversation with Ramsay, and Ramsay's hand's just on the table. And she sees a little bit of chain mail coming out from his garment, and she knew. She's like, how could you? I, I mean, I, I don't remember if they do that on the show, but in the book, she's like, how could you? And then the reins of Kashmir stop playing, and automatic, she just knows. Like, she, like, freezes. And then next thing she knows, she Ramsey, sees... Ramsey, do you mean Roos? You mean Roos Bolton? Because this isn't right. Is, is Roos Bolton, Ramsey? the dad. Oh, yeah, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. Bruce Bolton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... That's a, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, she she sees everything going on, and then... She, it's beautiful. She thinks that grabbing this disgusting pig of a man's incestual daughter wife is going to stop and anything. Holding a knife to her throat is going to stop it. Yeah, no, that just totally knocked the, like the last pillow out from the Stock family right there. Right yeah. after that, the and wedding, I, just like the army, was pretty much decimated. Because in all no both of their heads, yeah. in Rob and Catelyn's heads, mm. uh, Rickard and uh, what's his name, Bryn. Right dead, and, and Bran are already dead. Bryn. Like, there's actually a conversation. Uh, it's not in the show. 100% it's not in the show. It's in the book, which should have been, where Catelyn and, and, and Rob are talking, and Rob's like, I'm going to make John a Stark because we're... We're, we're dying here. Yeah. Like we're, I'm going to make him an official Stark, and then you know this is what it's going to yeah. be. And even at that point, Catelyn's like, no, listen, we're going to figure some things out. It's That's another, like, another kind of storyline we didn't really talk about, about the animosity between Catelyn and, and John. Which it's really not, though. Think of that beautiful uh, story that she told uh, about when he was sick, and and, and saying praying to the she gods, to the gods. Oh, and she would perception. be, and she would be the mother that she should have been, and blah 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 blah, and then is so disappointed in herself that she couldn't do it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. <sighs> what um, else? What else happened in season three? Tons. Oh my god. Freaking. Um, <laughs> Most did Daenerys get the, the slave army? Then she get the slave army. She got her. Yeah, her, she her he, she did get her slave army. But I mean, we the uh, was it the the uh, house without banners? Brotherhood without brotherhood, banners. Brotherhood without banners. Two. That was season no, that two. was season two. That's right. But most important is Jon Snow is no longer 
um, with the Night's Watch at this point. Jon Snow is now with the Wild. We didn't even talk about that. <laughs> he has with the Gilly most, and yeah. not Gilly. Um, no, no, no. Gilly's, no, with, Gilly's Samuel, with him. But there's the conversation, the first Egret. conversation Egret. Yeah, that's between Jon Snow and Mance Raider is is perfect because John, um, the show did it completely different. Yep. I want you guys to know that, which was it was a very simple conversation. And Jon Snow said a, an amazing line: "I fight for the side that fights for the living," and that kind of gets Mance Raider to believe him. But now the conversation actually should have went a little something like this: um, You know, Mance is telling him that, you know, he used to be in the Night's Watch, that he used to go beyond the wall. He's actually been to Winterfell before, and the last time that he was at Winterfell, it was a big party because King Robert was in town and all that, and he said, you know, I was there with, within the festivities, and I didn't notice you, John. And he's like, yeah, you won't ever notice me. I'm the bastard. I'm not allowed to sit at that table, you know, mm. blah, blah, blah. He's like, I was never a Stark. They never cared for me. They always made me feel left out. I always feel like I was a part of something else. And then, boom, that's what kind of gets Mance being like, all right. You're an outcast. You're, you're, you're an you're outcast, yes. Yeah. Um, Mance is a phenomenal character. We didn't really, I, I mean, I, I don't want to like dig too deep because I'm getting starving, but I mean, Mance is a phenomenal <laughs> character. Mance did the complete unthinkable. Mance took every single clan that hated each other, despised each other, and has been killing each other over centuries and centuries, and he made them one, which was unthinkable. Um, I mean, we get to meet Egret. John and her hooked up yeah. in the in the hot spring under the snow. I mean, there's like so much stuff. Like, that's my fa that's my favorite female character on that show. I think she's beautiful. She is like that that amazing female character who isn't about the politics. She's like your warrior. She is like your grown up Arya. Just a little you know, charisma like, character yes. in real. And she has the yeah. best line. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Like, <laughs> seriously. Like, you don't know anything. She says that so many times. It's like, damn, he really doesn't know anything. Damn. <laughs> Stop but, believing uh, it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, what a season three. I mean, look, Littlefinger uh, within, no, that's Red Wedding Time, so Sansa's still there. Uh, uh, Dragonglass, Brennan. Brennan. Dragonglass. We didn't even talk about Dragonglass. Uh, Brandon, was it Brandon, what's the other son's name? Rickon. Rickon. Yep. Yep, so there, right, because... Uh, Tully and so, Gilly run into them, right? Yep. And, and then they cut through the Night King, not the Night King, the Rat King's um, castle, which is I want to call, I want to say it's Shadow Watch, which yep. is one of the thirteen castles of the Wall that's been shut down, frozen over. But there was a secret path underneath it, and somebody on the other side. Oh no, Samuel reads books. Samuel yeah. knew about yep. this. Cut through, bumps into. Yeah, because Gilly said that to him. Like, How'd you know yeah. all this? I read a book. You must be a wizard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you read books, you must be a wizard. Oh, man. <laughs> so we're all wizards, guys. That's it. <laughs> so I do want to say we're about an hour and 15 minutes in here. We still have a countdown to do. All right, let's do our countdown. I'm let's, starving. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, and this is why I want to do like six weeks of this. Yeah, no. That's, that's <laughs> a great idea. The show is very, worth Very immersive. But we're going to get into our final, uh, our favorite segment. Uh, and we call this segment. The final countdown. It's the final countdown. The final countdown. Yeah. 
So we have the final countdown, and we're going to do our top three favorite characters from seasons one through three. I think we should we can keep this kind of quick. I'm going to fly through them. Okay. Do we want to start with our guests? Are you guys Absolutely. ready to go, or do you want to? Do you need a few minutes? I, is, yeah, I, I can think of two, and it's just one I got to think of. Okay. So. Okay. So do you want to start with the uh, Night Rider? Sure. Oh, uh, my favorite. Uh, one of my favorites right off the bat. Let's let's start with uh, number three and move our way down to number one. Oh, th- you're gonna do three. three. We're all gonna do three. Then we're all gonna do two. Then we're all gonna. Okay. Do one. Uh, third favorite would I'll start with Arya's. My, my third favorite from season one, two, three. Just her spunkiness and like I can just see she's gonna be great for off the bat. Yeah. 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 How about uh, you, Lumberjack? You ready or you want? My number three is the one I'm having trouble with. So okay. I'll, I'll pass. We'll, we'll come back. We'll come back to you first. Yeah. We'll go to the go, Don. What's up? Um, number three, I'm gonna have to go. Hmm. So many characters, I've looked through a list. <laughs> Just think about all the ones that I want. Uh, um, seasons one, two, three. Uh, I'll go Varys. Varys was awesome. Varys was very um had his hands in everything. Um, and I mean, we end up finding out that he fights for the good side. And Varys, I don't know, he's a very complex character. The dude can take a, a verbal beating from people and just be like, yeah, I don't have a twig and berries, but hey, you know what? You, you, you shouldn't be thinking about Most disturbing thing about Varys is the <laughs> scene where he has the, the, the wizard gosh. in the ba- oh. in the box. No, the wizard in the box. Yeah. And he's like, oh. I remember that day telling the story. And then, oh, look it, he's yeah. in the box. I have him here. Yeah, Varys is pretty cool. Uh, real quick, Johnny Leathers says his favorite male character is the huge blonde that protects Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Leathers, Johnny Leathers. KB, how about you? Uh, Bron. Bron's a great character. I, I just I just love that. I love the scene where him and the Hound look like they're about to go at it right before the battle starts. They're in the brothel. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to see it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, I just I just wanted to see those two go at it. Um, yeah, he's just he's just a pimp, and, you know and he's funny I, too. He's a little bit of a comic relief yeah, too. I know I know it's about to go to you, but you know what? I'm Bron. Go for it. Yeah, that's that's I, yours I, too? Yeah, I have to sure. go with that. Okay, perfect. Uh, my number three, I I go crazy with my bullet points and stuff, so I'll, yeah. just, I'll make this <laughs> quick. Uh, number three, uh, Davos. I just I'm a big fan of Davos. He's a former smuggler, loyal to Stannis. Some of the things I liked uh, season two uh, tries to get Stannis to ally with Renly again. Don't divide the house. In order to ba- battle Joffrey, he accompanies and then watches Melisandre give birth to that shadow baby. And his <laughs> son is then killed on the ship in that wildfire explosion. And then season three, he does form that, as we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. forms the bond with Princess Shireen. She teaches him to read. But he continues, even though he's loyal to Stannis, he's continuing to feud with Melisandre. He ends up freeing Gendry before he can be sacrificed. Uh, he's sentenced to death by Stannis, his friend, the guy he's loyal to. And Melisandre, who he's at odds with is the one that saves him and says he still has his part to play in this whole story. So I just think it's a really cool. And then I think the way like moving forward, the, the remaining seasons, I think he's a great character as well. So that's my number three. Nice. Let's go down to number two, back to Knight Rider. Number two, Littlefinger. Nice. You know, definitely. Nice. And he's actually a pimp. You know what I mean? Yeah. True to words. He's yes. just like, uh, and it's called Game of Thrones and you could, you just, you could tell he's a player right off the bat. He, he's the game. Yeah. yeah. Emphasis, emphasis on the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Tyrion. I, I I just awesome uh, character. Yeah, he he plays a part so well, but it's just like you can tell it, he's not he's not a character where he's gonna use brute force to get through the situations. You know what I mean? Like he's he's witty. I don't know. I was, I, I love his character. I think he's awesome. That's awesome. Number two, very deep, incredible character. I spoke a little bit about him before, but Master Aemon, uh, Master Aemon from the Wall. Now. Um, 
He is the oldest living Targaryen left alive, and um, with age comes wisdom. He has some of the best talks with Jon Snow that you will ever hear. Like, kill the boy, Jon Snow. He, uh, the kill the boy reference is because as soon as John finds out that his family is, is in war and his, at time, thinks father is dead and he needs to join up with his brother and he's going to take off and, and his friends in the Night's Watch actually go after him, bring him back, and, and Maester Raymond is having like this talk with them and it ends up like coming out that, um, that yes, indeed, he is the last Targaryen, that the Iron throne was his and he said he didn't want it which got passed down to his younger brother and um he just he he drops so much knowledge like the whole thing like why he he looks at john snow and he's like why do you think we can't bear children have land or anything like that it's not because we don't want that for you guys he's like you know what is the difference between honor and holding your child or duty and your wife's embrace like we, we're not allowed these things because when it comes down to it, I would choose my wife and I would choose my child and I'm sorry the wall's not being watched. I mean, that's because, like, I'm telling you guys, like, that's what it comes down to, you know? Like, I don't know. He He's gets an ama he amazing gets character. Jesus, man. That's awesome. KB. Uh, Ned Stark. Just giving him his, his due because I have a feeling nobody, nobody may give him his due. Um, I just like that he's a bit different from a lot of the older generation. Uh, you know, a lot of this older generation, uh, you know, the king um, and uh, the, the uh, like Stannis, like a lot of these guys, they're not true to their wives. And I feel like with, with Ned, aside from yeah. the one time, because remember, he's sitting with uh, the, the king. What's his name? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm getting tired and hungry myself. Nope, you're 100% right. Yep. He, is, he is sitting he, with... He's sitting there, and he's like, it's a one-time thing. Yeah. I made a mistake one time. And or did or he? Or did he? Yeah. No, <laughs> he... I want you to know, he didn't. He yeah. never broke yeah. his core. He but, never broke that. But even at that, but I'm saying even at that, I, I kind of know a little bit, you know, behind it. So I'm kind of like, okay, but he's he's... The connection with them, I feel like there was no other couple that has that strong bond of their morals and what they want in 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 and how concerned they are for each other. Yeah. And I like that he's like, I don't want to go to King's Landing. So he's the only rare like that's the only rare situation yeah. in the whole show. Yeah, where where, where it's like this totally like a true like commitment and a true like uh, family. Think about it. What other family feels whole other than other than the Starks in the show? Yeah. And he's the glue of that family, and he doesn't bend on his rules. Unfortunately, it's 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 his demise. Yeah. But but the fact that he, uh, like we talked about earlier, him you know beheading the guy and showing that you know his sons, this is how it goes, and 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 just in the thing with the wolves, the, the dire wolf saying like, no, you can't have them, and then all of a sudden they're like, well, you know, you yeah. <laughs> you see a little bit of soft side. I'm like, okay, but you're gonna feed them, you're gonna do this. It was like a dad. A real dad in this show. Um, so being a father myself, I can I, I feel a little bit different about him. Um, so yeah, so Ned, Ned's definitely my, my number two. My number two uh, is Sir Jorah Mormont. Um, I just love the fact that it's in, I don't know if this speaks more of me because I can relate to this, but he's always in the friend zone. Poor guy. <laughs> uh, he serves Daenerys. He's totally in love with her. Uh, but the cool, like the little twist, he was actually initially spying for Varys and yep. giving him him information on what's going on with with Daenerys, and uh, explains he explains how he fled to Westeros rather than face uh, execution. He starts admiring Daenerys's power um, when Viserys he fled orders to Pentos. Correct, correct. Sorry, 
I just I'm I'm Wikipediaing this stuff and just making bullet points. Saves her doesn't he doesn't he isn't he like come up. I I would love to save saves her life with the wine. He does. So that's 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 what I'm leading up to. But he starts admiring her when Viserys orders her to kill some of the Dothraki men. I believe it was. He basically is like, no, I'm not going to do that. Are you kidding me? And uh, he ends up becoming her uh, uh, advisor, and uh, he gets he gets a notification, or he's like, oh. You have a part and you can return home. And he basically gets the, the out that he kind of wanted. And he's like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to do that. He realized when he gets that, that Daenerys, something like almost Daenerys is going to be taken care of for some reason. And he ends up stopping her from being poisoned. So he ends up saving her life, yeah. even though it's kind of his fault she was in that predicament in the first place. Yeah. Um, then we move to, um, he, then he witnesses, of course, the, the big moment of, of Daenerys. He witnesses Danny uh, enter the pyre. When you know it's, everything's burning alive, she's burning uh, the Kyle's body, and she remains unharmed. And the, the dragons have hatched. Season two, just very quickly, uh, he unintentionally reveals his feelings for her, and she kind of doesn't feel the same and turns away. Like he he says something, I forget what exactly what he said, but he basically you know reveals how he felt, and she's like she just turned away, and she her body language kind of gave that she doesn't feel that way. But then you can also see him kind of become uh, jealous in season three of Dario. Oh my god! <laughs> Big time. Well, yeah, yeah, and I just I think he's a I strapping young lad. <laughs> so I think I don't. I, I well, just uh, about him being jealous. I think that was kind of a surprise too, though, because he was such a like uh, he was so like devoted to her, and I, I don't know. It's just I didn't expect that from his character, I guess. Well, he's so so devoted that he falls in love with her. I mean, like, yeah. What, so what, what guy hasn't been like? I'm in. You know, I this. I, I I'm really attracted to her. I, I like everything about her. She's perfect. But she is the the typical. I don't want to get into like the girls that go for the DBs. You know the <laughs> yeah. jerks, and you're like, you know, DBs. Yeah, like, look at <laughs> the biggest DB right there. Um, but that's my number two. So let's move on to our number one picks. And number uh, one, you said before, but uh, I think my number one is uh, Varys. It's like his style yeah. and how he just like conducts himself. He's he's just like uh, between like him, Littlefinger, and Tyrion. I think those three just got like the the That's best the brain. brains. Yeah. yeah, and I would just the thing the thing about the thing about Varys though. It's always like he always says he's servicing the realm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's for the good of the realm, and it's kind of like really like because everybody has a motive you almost don't believe it yeah like you don't want to believe it like is there somebody who's he's looking for like original truth yeah Yeah. people you know like yeah he thinks the targaryens would be the best um to run the kingdom for the longest peace yeah yeah like peace for like 300 years yeah and with the baratheons where there's been been war going on (laughs) since he got in there you know what i mean just constant war but yeah yeah, i think he's he's really honest because he like you said he he lost his you know so I think he really has nothing else to commit to. He has no passion yeah. besides that, you know. So he can so, focus on the game yeah, without being distracted. He can't be manipulated in the way that other men can. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. That's a great number one uh, lumberjack. Number um, one character. I was actually gonna go with Ned Stark originally. So yeah, no, no you mean, can still go with that. He's a great character, and he, I mean, um, you know, it's it was it, he like held a secret, like even though he knew it was gonna affect him, his relationship with his wife. Yep. And, you know, we pretty much know what the situation is there now, which, yeah. kinda, you know, caught me off guard. But, it, like, even with that, I mean, they, he's just a strong character. Rewatching it, I felt so bad for Jon Snow when they split. Yeah. And John's like, I want to know about my mother. And he's like, I'll tell you later. Yeah. And later Next never comes. Time Next time yeah, we see each other. We'll and it's talk. just, it, it, it's kind of like, what was he going to tell him? Like, yeah. I think he was going to tell him. I think truth. he was going to. Yeah. I, absolutely. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. yeah. 
So that's, that's, yeah, that's that's great, mine. Great I don't movie. have a bullet point. Sorry, no, okay. guys. <laughs> no, <it's okay>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You came on the show. You're the you're the fifth guy, <laughs> second guest. We got a full house here, so it's all good. Don, let's let's do this. All right, real quick though, I'm gonna give you a 30 second honorable mention, Sir Barrister Selmy, and um, mm. uh, I, I get good a, one. Later on, he gets much better. In the beginning, you get the conversation between the king, Jamie, and him about their the first, first kill. kill on the battlefield. <laughs> yep. Boom. And he just, like, it's funny because at that point, Ned's on one side of this fight, and Sir Barris is on the other side. And I love the mutual respect that they both tell each other. I'm glad I didn't meet you on that battlefield that day. And um, even when King Robert dies and they strip him of his armor and he's just taking it off and he holds out his sword and he's like, I could still cut through all three of you like butter. Or five of you. Wasn't it five? I think it was five. five. And throws the sword and he's like, melt it down with the rest of them. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. That's a a, a small like little fact that we didn't mention. That the the, the Iron Throne is not comfortable. It is melted down swords with burrs and pricks. And they used to call the Mad King the Scab King because he would always rip his hands on the thing and then pick the scabs. (laughs) Um, And and knowing how brutal Joffrey is or can be, it takes a lot of guts to do what he (laughs) he did, you know. I'm going to give you... All right, so I'm going to give you guys my number one. And my number one was the best character by far out of seasons one, two, and three. I can prove points if you guys ever want to go toe-to-toe with this. The number one (laughs) most important best character on Game of Thrones from season one, two, and three was Tywin Lannister. All right, if you if you just kick back and watch like little scenes of conversations, Mm. there is so much um, for one of the first times we see him and Jamie face to face on the battlefield, they're both armored up. He's sitting there skinning a stag. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is at a point where we already know Robert is dead. Everything's going crazy. He knows exactly what his sons are capable of. He keeps his warrior son with him, gives him his troops, sends them. Um, other things about uh, Tywin that are just incredible is his wisdom. Like we, we're talking about, you know, Tyrion. We're talking about Littlefinger. We're talking about Varys. So all the knowledge that the three of those guys have, Tywin has that and then some because he knows what they're all up to. He can look at Varys and know Varys is up to some shit. He can look at Littlefinger and know he's a sneak, but he likes having that sneak at his advantage. He likes having... He likes having Varys under, you know, under his wings too. Besides the fact that he ha- makes the most money, they are by far the wealthiest family. But again, it's because of location, location, location. Castle Rock is actually on a gold mine, and we're actually going to see Castle Rock for the first time coming up in season seven. Yeah, I was thinking of that. We never really see it throughout the. Um, there are scenes where he breaks it down how their family is going to be. And as long as he's in life, he's the head of this family. So, A, Cersei, you are going to marry Loras Tyrell. I don't care if he's gay or not. You're marrying him because it's better for our family. Um, there's a, a scene where I love it so much. Uh, Joffrey is just having a I love fit yeah. about, um, you know, because... <laughs> he Wal- sends him to bed. Literally. Wal- <laughs> <laughs> so Frey sends him this letter. Hey, I got the two uh, wolf pelts and something or other for you. And, like, he's loving it. And he's like, I'm the king. I don't have to go to bed. I don't have to do anything. And he's like, any man who says he's the king is no real king. Love that. Now, yeah. get some that milk of the pop. You know, he, he looks at... Uh, 
my uh, grandmaster Pycelle, and it's like, get him some milk of the poppy and let him go to sleep. And like a little whiny brat, he is, I don't want to go to sleep. <laughs> go, to bed. go to bed. He is the most powerful character. When you, oh, then when he, when, um, Joffrey's like, oh, you moved the uh, small council meetings to the the hand tower, yeah. And he's uh, he's like, well, we can have somebody carry you. Yeah. <laughs> that whole time was great when like when Tywin yeah. showed up at King's Landing and just like laid down. the He's wall. like, no, I'm kind of really the like, king. Daddy's you're you're he's not. Like, Daddy's home. I'm just gonna lay. Just gonna I don't want to go to bed. <laughs> I mean, so it, it, it's even great we'll when Cersei is getting ready to kill. Her and jo- her and Tommen and Marcel, like Cersei's literally getting ready to murder all her kids, and the doll bust through. And here comes Tywin, Tywin Lannister, the uh, Loras Tyrell. Like we had, like he just busts through the door, and it's like, oh, Savius here. <laughs> but um, Tywin Lannister, number is one, definitely the best character of the right. first three seasons. KB, let's let's wrap. Uh, up. I'm just gonna wrap it up with Tyrion, because I mean, I I feel like Tyrion is just hard to. The charisma, the everything he's gone up against, being a dwarf, the the jokes, the intelligence, the sensibility, like with, with Sansa when they get married, and his his um, devotion to uh, what's the girl's name? Shay. Shay. Yep. Like it's just so. I'm your whore. And the <laughs> and the, and the friendship he starts developing with uh, Varys, yeah. like it's just. I feel like he's just the complete character, and I can see why he, you know, they've they've had that character keep going, and and it's just he's just such a special character to me, and in the the performance is? is fantastic. He's a Daryl Dixon of of this show, phones. basically. Yeah. yeah, you you can't have it without him. So it's no, I agree. Yeah, he's my number one. All right, I'm gonna go really quick. Uh, already mentioned Arya Stock. Uh, I just like the fact she's she's kind of like the tomboy uh, sibling rivalry with Sansa again when Joffrey. Uh, uh, gets into that altercation with her. Sansa kind of sticks up for Joffrey because she wants that royal lifestyle. You can see how mad that Arya is at Sansa. Um, you know, training with Sirio. Season two, she meets Jackin, the man of many faces, gives her a coin. Valar Magulis um, offers to take her to Bravos and train with a faceless man. We'll be talking about that next week. Um, and then season three, just her being a kind of a captive of the Hound. Uh, they verbally torment each other. They have like a very uneasy alliance where he's basically saying how he's like you said he saved Sansa from being raped but then he taunts her about Ned's execution and she says she's gonna stab him through his eye one day and, and out his head and and then he saves her when uh, she attacks those guards after yeah, the uh, red wedding right. yeah he yeah. ends up taking her to the uh, the twins to reunite yeah. with her I just want to throw it in there I, l- I like the dynamic of them too yeah the hound and yeah, it was. I don't know. It's just you can tell. Good, that it's he, a fun story. Yeah, and you could tell that he doesn't like really like hate her, and he, I don't know. It's uh, that was that, she, I like that. But I she's also cool. she also picks up on the fact that uh, she knows the hound is afraid of the fire, and you know you get the, the kind of his backstory too with that. Um, I just think I think she's the character. I think from the first three seasons, just seeing her character arc where she started as kind of like the tomboyish to kind of like. She's becoming a little bit more badass. She's becoming a little bit more self-sufficient. And now she's like whispering the list that she's going to bed of all the people she wants to take care of. Uh, you know, she wants to kill. She wants to get revenge on. And I'm just like, okay, this girl's got a purpose. <laughs> let, let, let's yeah, test. We want to test Don really quick. Let's, let's test Don. Let's do it. Go. <laughs> do the whole list. Do the whole list of what? Of the people that she wants to kill. <laughs> oh no I think that All was right. a good one I think we're so, testing the dawn here So she lays down and she says The Hound, Cersei, Sir Meryn She also says Cersei, the Hound, Sir Meryn uh, Again. Mountain 
Tywin? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Joffrey, Cersei, the Hound, Sir Merin, the Tickler. The Tickler? The Tickler's the guy who puts the rat on the stomach. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm missing one or two. Yeah, I think I got the other ones. Roose Bolton? Nope, nope, Walder Frey. Walder Frey's the other one. Yeah. Well, I only missed one. So I would have got that too. <laughs> oh my god! <goodness>. You guys, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I felt that was a good one. I was like, was <laughs> guys, we're, we're coming up on almost a uh, an hour and forty five minutes here. All right. Wow. All right. So let's uh, first of all, I want to thank our two guests, Knight Rider. Yeah, thanks, Andrew guys. Jack, thank you guys for thank coming you. on. No problem, pleasure. Um, for the Don, for KB, let's talk a little bit quick. Uh, the bat signal, KB. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Wow, all right. <laughs> do you want me to do it? I, I oh, could, we I, got covers of the week on Facebook. Yeah, let's let yeah. Don do it. See, uh, he doesn't K- actually post the covers. He can do it. <laughs> KB does Marvel. Jay Free does DC. Uh, weekly new covers. Uh, they also have Twitter going on. They have Instagram going on. They have YouTube going on. Yeah, free or geek gaming. Just free, free whenever we. Yeah, yeah. We, we still have that. We don't get to hang out. Okay, we don't have time. <laughs> free or geek podcast. Uh, so go free or geek podcast on Facebook if you're listening to the audio every Wednesday. KB does Marvel covers. I do DC covers. Instagram, Twitter, as Don mentioned, Free Your Geek on both of those. Free Your Geek on YouTube. We do have Free Your Geek gaming. That hasn't happened yet. Um, so other than that, we want to again thank Pachico's Furniture. Uh, check them out. They're our sponsor. They're, they're kind of paying for the show here. Um, also check out our buddies down at Game King. We mentioned them a little earlier. Uh, next week we'll be on with some new guests. We'll be talking about seasons four through six um, and all the started. things yep. happening there. Uh, anything else, guys? We're gonna go out with a special. I want to first of all, anything? yeah, well, yeah. You guys have anything to plug before we um, check out StormTheCastle.com and Epic Fantasy at YouTube. That's uh, the OG, was it? the original gate. We need to get <laughs> him on. That's my father, Will Caleb. So check that out. Awesome guy. I want to just quickly say too that the uh, intro song you heard was by an artist called Metronome. M E T R. G-N-O-M-E was a dubstep version of the Game of Thrones theme. We're going to be going out to uh, a rap hip-hop cover. Uh, and I don't have the artist's name here, but I'll, I'll put it in the uh, the comments on the Facebook video once we wrap up with that. But anything else, gentlemen? Well, thank you for coming, having me. Oh, yeah. Thank thanks for having for me. Uh, Donnie, you want to hit him with a catchphrase? You want to start it? KB, start it off. Donnie, you finish start it. Start your weekend with your geek friends. And get your realmy geek on. Wow. Winter is not coming. Winter is here, guys. <laughs> winter came. Later, guys.